Just Start Real Estate, episode number 213. All right, guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. If you're a return listener, welcome back to the show. If you're new to the show, if you've never heard it before, welcome, welcome. I appreciate you tuning in and checking out the show. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and I am really excited to get going with today's show. It's going to be a good show, I think. I really do. But before I do, I have a quick question for you. Have you tried to start your real estate investing career, but somehow hit a brick wall, weren't able to get it off the ground, just frustrated? Maybe you know, maybe you haven't tried to get it off the ground yet, but you're just intimidated. You have too many questions, don't know where to start, don't know where to get the answers. I've got a solution for you. The fail fast flipping program. Now the fail fast flipping program is a program designed for new and experienced real estate investors to get their questions answered and also provide you with an incredible wealth of material that goes over every aspect of real estate investing and answers literally any question you could have in real estate. And if that's not enough, it also includes uh, membership into the mastermind, into the house flipping mastermind where really, really smart real estate investors, both experienced and new, log on and just share their experiences, help each other out. And it's run by my buddy, Justin Williams over at House Flipping HQ. And Justin asked me to be a part of this a few months ago and I checked out what he was doing and said, you bet, I wanna get involved in this. This is really something great and I wanna be a part of it. I wanna help grow it. I wanna, I really wanna be a major part of this program and he was excited to have me and I was excited to be there. So I really suggest you check it out. You can find out more about it if you go to my website, juststartrealestate.com, go to the right-hand side, and there is a banner for Fail Fast Flipping. Click on the link. It'll take you to an informational page that will break down exactly what's going on in the program and what you get with your membership. So go there and check it out. There is a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you really have nothing to lose. I mean, at least go and check it out and see what it's about and, and make a decision whether or not it's it's for you. But I'll tell you, if you're having any struggles, if you have any apprehension, if you're nervous, if you feel like you need you know, a little bit of help getting started, this is the program for you. Go check it out. I highly endorse it, and I will be on the inside waiting for you when you sign up and become a member. I'm really excited about the program. I highly suggest you check it out. Okay, let's dive into today's show. All right, guys, welcome to another Quick Point episode. Today, I want to talk a little bit of rehab. I want to talk a little bit about philosophy on rehabbing and kind of tell you the evolution of how I've kind of come to the decision of how I estimate rehab. And when I'm talking about estimating rehab, I'm not talking about like bringing a contractor in and, and like doing a full-blown like estimate, you know, like a quote that's like firm. I'm more talking about, you know, you get a lead, whether it be through direct market or your 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 realtor sends you a lead or whatever. When you first go into a property, you know, your first walkthrough and you're walking through as a, as a rehabber and you're looking around and trying to like, you know, estimate rehab, like get a ballpark number. So, you know, whether or not you know, this is going to be a good deal for you based on the ARV and so forth and so on. But basically looking at that initial rehab uh, cost and what you think it's going to, you know, going to run. And, you know, I don't know if if I'm like most rehabbers or not, but I, I like to kind of go through the house the first time and just do the math in my head and just round numbers, you know, to the nearest 500 or nearest thousand or whatever the case may be. And I can get pretty close that way, actually. Um, you know, I, I've gotten to the point now where 
I've gotten very efficient at it, and I can walk through a house and quote the rehab in my head, and uh, and I can get pretty pretty doggone close. Um, and I'm not dead on, obviously, but um, I can get close enough that it's I'm comfortable making an offer with that uh, with that initial walkthrough. So, the question though that I have, or the question I want to answer, I should say, and it's a question I did have originally, and I've I've sort of worked it out in my business, but. Do you want to be conservative with your quote or do you want to be aggressive, right? That's sort of what this episode is about. And, you know, a lot of it depends on a lot of factors. But what I know that a lot of new real estate investors do and they get themselves in trouble this way is they start being very aggressive with their rehab quote and trying to crunch the numbers. And what I mean by aggressive, if you're not if you're not understanding is is that, you know, they'll they'll go through a rehab and they'll say, well, you know, I'm going to have to replace the roof, and I think that's going to cost about $8,000. But you know what? I might be able to get it for seven. I think I can probably work a quote down or find someone who will do it for seven. And then they look at the, you know, the, the inside of the house, and it's, you know, they look at the paint that's needed, and they go, all right, I think it'll cost, you know, uh, $2,000 to paint this house. That's probably what it's going to really cost. But you know what? Maybe I can talk the painter down and get it done for 1500 and the floor should cost around you know, three grand, but maybe I can, you know, find cheaper, um, you know, cheaper flooring somewhere, or I can get a discount on the labor, and maybe I can get it done for two thousand. So you see what I'm saying? You kind of go through, and you're very aggressive with your, with your, um, with your quote in your head, and the way you think that you can get this done, and what it's going to cost you. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, maybe you can get get that number down to where you think, but you're being very aggressive with it, and what happens is, you know. Maybe you do get your numbers down a little bit lower than you thought, but not quite as low as you thought you could get them down to. And then other things pop up when you start, you know, getting into the job. Maybe you have to like remove some drywall or, you know, you're going to take a wall down or something and you start getting into it and you start finding things that you don't see on a casual walkthrough. So, you know, this aggressive approach doesn't really allow for you know, a fudge factor or a certain percentage of your rehab being budgeted toward, you know, miscellaneous things that come up during a rehab. So the question remains, do you, should you be aggressive? Because the other side of the coin is if you get too conservative, if you just say, start throwing extra money on top of every single aspect of the rehab, just so that you're covered pretty soon, you can't buy any deals because nothing is a good deal because you're being so conservative on the rehab and you're over budgeting for everything that you know you you don't think you can make money when you start plugging that number into your formula for buying it, it just kind of prices everything out so there is a fine line and it, and it really is you know it's more of of an and this is just my opinion but it's more of an art than a than a science right once you get a quote from a contractor and you know it's like this is, you know, they're telling you this is what it's going to cost and it's a firm quote. Well, then it's definitely more of a science. But when you're just walking through and doing your initial walkthrough, I, I still say it's way more of an art. You have to look at the whole project and understand where, you know, you maybe you can be a little aggressive and where you need to be conservative. And a lot of times it's going to depend on how well you know your numbers. So if you get into a job and let's say you have, you know, it's a house, I'm in the Midwest. So a lot of houses in the Midwest have siding like aluminum or vinyl siding. So if you've never replaced aluminum or vinyl siding and you don't know what it's going to cost, you have to be a little bit conservative in your estimate so that you're covered because you really don't know what that cost is. But if you're going to, say, paint a house, let's say 
you know, it's it's got uh, wood siding, but the paint is chipping off and cracking. You need to you need to paint it. So you may know what it costs to uh, power wash and paint a house. You may have that number down really cold, and you have it, you know, really really uh, detailed idea of what it would cost you to do that. Then you can start sharpening up your pencil, so to speak, or you can start really, you know, getting very very good, good idea of what it's going to cost. But if you've never, you know, like I said, replaced that aluminum siding or that vinyl siding when you're going to replace it, you know, sometimes you have to be a little conservative. So depending on what it is and depending on the project. Now, if I'm going to do a house that's a lot older, you know, a house that maybe was built in the 20s or 30s, and I know that there sometimes are a lot of underlying problems with these types of houses, maybe some foundation problems, maybe some structural problems, you know, otherwise in the house, maybe there's some wiring that's going to be kind of suspect or faulty that you're going to replace. I know that that's very common with the really, really, really older houses. So I might choose to be a little bit, you know, less aggressive in my quote because I know that there's going to be things that are going to pop up. So maybe on a $30,000 rehab on a very, very old house, maybe, you know, maybe there'll be five or $6,000 worth of things that I didn't really know I was going to have to deal with because the house is so old. But on a, on a house that's a little newer, maybe a house that was built in the 80s or 90s, maybe that factor that I factor in there for mistakes or things that come up that I wasn't expecting it's probably going to be a lot lower, right? So you can be a little bit more aggressive with your quote because you know the likelihood of something popping up that you weren't expecting that's going to be very costly is a lot smaller. So in the market we're in right now, and I think most places, at least in the United States, most markets that you know I talk to investors, there's low inventory. It's it's pretty hot right now. The market's pretty hot, and you know a lot of investors are fighting like crazy to get the same deals. So you have to be sometimes you know a little bit more aggressive in those markets and take a little bit more of a chance. Otherwise, like I said, you'll never you'll never actually buy a property because you know you're being so conservative that you're going to lose out to investors that are willing to take just a little bit less profit or take a little bit more of a gamble on a, on a property. So, you know, you want to be smart. You definitely want to like listen to your, you know, your, your own brain, your own experience on things. But when it comes to being aggressive or not, it's going to depend heavily on how hot the market is that you're in, how much inventory there is out there, right? Which is going to be a big factor in whether or not you're in a hot market. And also how familiar you are, how familiar you are with different aspects of the rehab. If you don't know what it costs to re-roof a house and you're you have to quote that, you've got to be a little careful. You can't get too aggressive because you really don't know what the number should be. So you have to be careful. I highly suggest if you there is some aspect of the rehab that you really don't know what it would cost or what it should cost. That's exactly why you network. That's why you want to have a network of other investors that you're friendly with, that you know, that you can call upon and ask questions. And you can call them up and say, hey, I've never had to re-roof a house. I know that, you know, you've done a lot of flips. What do you find? What are you paying your contractors to re-roof a house, you know, to, to completely re-roof it? And they should be able to give you an idea to get you in the ballpark. I've done this. I still do this sometimes when I encounter things in a rehab that maybe I've not done before or not had to do before. I'll call on some of the friends I have in the industry to kind of get me in the ballpark. What's it going to cost? What are you thinking? And, you know, obviously they're not they're not held to that. I, you know, they're just trying to help. They're trying to give me an idea. But at least it helps me get in the right ballpark. So when I have people come in to quote it, I have some idea what it should cost. And that's that's really the way you should do it. That's why you need to have friends in the industry. That's why you need to network and get out there so that, 
you know, you're not blindly quoting certain things during your rehab. So again, to take it back to the original question, be aggressive where you feel comfortable that you know the numbers. Be conservative when you encounter something that you're not as familiar with. And in a hot market, you have to be as detailed and, and as aggressive as you can be without taking crazy risks. So again, I don't know if I'm answering the question as, as clearly as, as you might want me to, but you know, it isn't, it isn't black or white. It's not be aggressive or not be aggressive. I say as the market heats up and the inventory goes down and you have more competition, you're forced to be more aggressive with your quoting. You're forced to. Uh, in a market though that's a little bit more saturated, or in other words, there's more inventory and and you just there's more an abundance of properties. I say try to stay on the conservative side so that you're you know you're making sure that you're covered. If you're a new investor, again maybe maybe lean toward conservative as a new investor because you don't want to get burned. If you have not done this very very often or very many times, if you've not flipped very many houses. You have to be a little careful, right? You don't want to you don't want to, you know, lose your money. You don't want to make a bad investment. So, be a little conservative and then as your experience grows, you can become more and more aggressive. Okay, that's my advice on this subject. Let me know if you have any more questions or if you have uh, a different viewpoint on it. I would love to hear about it. You can go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash episode 213 or of course you can always email me at mike at juststartrealestate.com. Okay, guys, until tomorrow, if flipping houses and real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 